It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. Have you put, can you put, send me a link to the YouTube thing? Yeah. Because mine is going to be different. Well, I've crossed you off, apparently. I didn't mean to do well, that. let me put, I haven't put my headphones on, have I? Jesus. God, what a mess. I know. Got all excited doing the YouTubes. Doesn't look professional. Can you st- can you hear me still? Yeah. Yeah. Am I coming through the microphone though? I wonder. Yeah. Oh yes, I am. I'm coming through my headphones now, so I'm assuming I might just do audio and video settings. I'm hoping I'm still coming through YouTube as well. Actually, my my microphone... Now my microphone is on the headphones one. Yeah. Okay. So can you tweet that from the podcast? I am doing it now. So here we are. It's the Custard TV podcast, Sunday, half past two, 17th of May. 2020 for all you uh, podcast lovers who want to mark this in your diary. You archivists. Yes. Um, how have you been? He says just coughing. Um, yeah, not bad. Um, bit up and down still. I think everyone's a bit like that though, aren't they? I know you. That's because you've been... you live on a bouncy castle. <laughs> well, people actually. No, I know. People bit, actually I've... can see. I am actually on YouTube today. Yeah, expl- just sort yeah, of explain about this. Explain about the one. Why that one wall? Is that like a feature wall that you're sat in front of? Well, this is, my flat is a um, sort of converted old Victorian house or oh, fa- Someone told me it was a, a factory at one point. Um, so it's a three-story house that's been converted into six flats. I'm sort of the half of the downstairs. Um, all of the walls are sort of just acrylic painted, apart from the wall behind me, which is um, got the like uh, electric fire attached to it. Have so you ever I don't had know. cause to turn on the electric fire? I have occasionally if I'm don't very, very, cost very. A fortune, those two. Yes, them. that's why I don't turn it on very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you only have it on when you've got frostbite. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, because I don't have uh, this house doesn't like have gas, a gas mains or anything like that. So I don't have central heating. It's all electric. Oh, well, you still there? That costs a fortune as well, electric. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's why blankets are. That's <laughs> why you wear six layers. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you got a temperature. It's got nothing to do with the virus. This is a this is a TV podcast, by the way. Is folks, it? Yeah. Just, keep, we'll get people are listening live. We've got I've, to... <laughs> I've struggled. I've struggled this week. Just. Just with the monotony of everything and the... Well, I've got five viewers now on YouTube, including Gary. Hello, Gary. Hello, Gary. Um, hang on. Hello, Gary. Oh, I missed him, apparently. Oh, is he there? He's uh. there. Hello, Gary. Hello. I, I Hello. Just I just wondered if I could start a Kickstarter to uh, to get Matt uh, an oil heater or something. <laughs> Like I could start a, a GoFundMe. Uh, Go oil me. Don't don't donate Matt a blanket. <laughs> I've got a blanket. It's next to me on the sofa. I don't know if YouTube can see this. I don't know. I can't have both. Over. I can't have Skype and YouTube. Surely that well, would break mute, the internet, no, wouldn't it? Mute, mute the YouTube. That's what I'm doing. Otherwise, you're all out of sync. Like when Gary. Oh. We've lost two viewers now. I'm down to three viewers and two okay. of them are YouTube. Oh, no, I'll, I'll go back in. Hold on, I'll just mute. Oh, them. you, you, yeah. Yeah, come how, on, Gary. How, how have you been, Gary? How have you been? Yeah, good. Yeah, not bad. I've had a week off work. Uh, I went to the back door. Uh, it was nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's nice you're getting a little holiday to the back door. I like that. Yeah, I visited the... Uh, I, I spent a few days in the bathroom for a change. Oh, lovely. Uh, no, that's a... Uh, no, uh, no it's, it's quite, been quite nice. Um... Uh, had a an appropriately socially distancing distancing party for my sister's birthday. When um, was that last night? Sorry. When was that? No, uh, Friday. So what? What? Explain to me how you understand that. What are the rules on that? Because I haven't I haven't physically well, I, seen anyone. So I can visit either of my parents, which is tricky because uh, it's a long way to go. Uh, uh, Hear the green grave. Side. Uh, <laughs> I can visit my parents or someone not from my house as long as I am socially distancing from them. Yeah, yeah. So I can't. Out, we didn't, out, we didn't, but outside. That's outside. it. Yeah, we didn't go inside. I we sat out. In, they 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 have a garden, so we sat in the garden three mm. meters apart yeah. or six feet apart or whatever it is. Too and um, and yeah, past you know, cake around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was very nice. It was a nice afternoon. I'm struggling with the monotony of it, though. I mean, it's just... Oh, yeah. It's just the never-endingness of it. Just, mm. I know we're getting little increments, like you can be outside all you want, and you you can have that party, which must have been a nice break from things, but there's just no yeah. end in sight at all of just... Well, nobody it's knows, it's that's also... the thing. But nobody knows anything, Luke, that's the thing. That You know, yeah. it's, it's unprecedented, so... Yeah. The the last pandemic that we had was the Spanish flu. Called so not because was it like it Gary? Well, I don't know. I'm not that old. <laughs> but I'm the sofa on the fire. I did uh, read something about how how we'll get to TV in a second. Don't lose. Yeah. Don't lose faith. I did oh, lose, the TV. Yeah, I did read something about how these pandemic pandemics end, and one is a vaccine, which the world. Hold on. Hold on, on. Hold on. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. And yeah, the other. The other is just people just say, I can't be scared of it. I need to start living life. 
and I don't think the majority of people I speak to, I don't think they're in that phase of it yet. But I am, I am so ready. If I was allowed to, I would go shopping tomorrow and skinny dipping the next day and oh the well, there's a good there's there's a damn good reason the lockdown's in place for that then um <laughs> i would i would be, be surely, surely things would uh would rust if you went <laughs> things are rusting. i i also didn't realize that um piracy was su- that being a pirate was such a big part of the pandemic well, you know because we've got to keep looking after our it's been lovely sorry. to speak to you, Gary. Um, yeah, you, sorry, yeah. Do come back in if you have something else to add. Uh, we may as well ask you if you've been watching material. On, what have you been watching on the telly? Let's start there. Um, well, I'm I'm two series into Enterprise on Netflix, um, which is... Star I, Trek my uncle, Enterprise. Well, my uncle always said it was quite good, and I kind of always went, and I watched the first episode a few times, but I persevered and got through series one pretty quick, so I'm now sort of four or five, I'm five episodes into series two. Um... And enjoying that. I found something on Netflix called Trial by Media. Yes, I, I watched the tri- first one of those the other night, actually, with the family. Yeah, I, I've I've watched the second one, uh, which isn't quite as good, but mm. still interesting because it covers the subway um, Avenger uh, from the early 80s in New York, something probably we all don't remember, yeah. uh, but I, apparently I was it was one. The sandwich shop, that's how... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so no, I watched the first one. Co-exec by George Clooney for some unknown reason, that show. I don't quite know. There was a lot of coffee in it, so maybe he's got it through that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you have you have you seen that one, Matt? What's that? The trial by media no never heard of it. Would would okay. recognize would recommend the first one. The, the first, first one's one's the, the, is, is not the first because it like covers a, a topic each week and of course they'll make the first one and the last one the best ones because they're clever. Yeah. Um, so it, it's sort of documentary style, but they're, they're sort of cases that they're sort of before the internet cases. So um, they are they aren't sort of wildly popular. This is one that was the first one was a guy who killed a guy after that same guy professed his love to to him on a talk show, and he was. Oh, yeah, Jones I, remember, I think yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that that dragged on for some time because, of course, like all American court cases, not you know the first time they get acquitted, the second time it's the civil case. Yeah, you know, quite it was it it was OJ before OJ kind of thing. But what I enjoyed in that was the over the top lawyer that they. I mean, he needs a. Oh, that I I want. I I I, I'm thinking. Hmm. I wonder if they based Better Call Saul on him. Yeah, I could see. Uh, But so uh, yeah, I immediately thought of that. You're watching that on anything else? You. Still persisting um, with anything else on the telly? Almost, telly? almost finished Devs um, on on BBC Two. Um, what else? Uh, shall I have a look at the hard drive, ladies? Yeah, if you wish. Just, uh... Who was that? Oh, I fi- I, fi- well, that was, I finished um, Master Chef. Um, I haven't yet watched, but I'm waiting to hear what you guys say about Blood, the second series. I haven't well, we it. haven't covered it. Um, we oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I didn't get through the first series. Did you? Have you watched it, Luke? The second series, I, I have to confess, I haven't watched. No. Oh. I watched the first series because it was um, it's Adrian Dunbar, isn't it? You know, yeah. So well, we so, um, you, we we watched it and we talked about it on the podcast. The I remember. One. I was there. Yeah, you were there. Um, I found I found uh, Charlie Booker's uh, uh, antibacterial antiviral wipe obviously fantastic. Um, and uh, started watching something on yesterday called The Architecture of Railways, which is quite good, with a guy called Tim Dunn. Oh, 
um, where he sort of goes around and looks at architecture in railway stations and in bridges and oh, stuff. So it's not an ironic title. Then. No, it's it, not an ironic exactly, title. No, it's just what it says on the tin. <laughs> it's a game show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I'm looking for. You know what it means. I'm sort of waiting for that. I'm also watching the Last Dance on that Netflix, which is the basketball thing. Yeah. But there's not. There's not new episodes of that now till Monday, which is really annoying. Yeah, um, the, the and we're behind America. We were going to say uh, this later on, but I think it, it is probably a good place to say it now. I think as far as the TV landscape is concerned, what's going to start to happen is when shows go back to work, instead of there being a big autumn, a big winter, I think probably they're just going to put shows on when they're ready. Uh, and that's what it's going to be. They're going to just make them, deliver them. Some shows were nearly done by the time the pandemic hit, and so they just need to do a couple of pickups or stuff like that, or ADR and things. And other shows, like Line of Duty, which was not even halfway through, is unlikely to go back to filming uh, even any time this year. They reckon they'll be back filming that in January. And then you've got the other problem, that Vicky McClure was supposed to go on on do an ITV drama after this so then it's which one do you prioritize I suppose line of duty because that's all almost halfway through and yeah I think I suppose it's, it's something mess. where where channels are going to have to sort of work together aren't they at the moment and say yeah we had this actor contracted at this time but are you filming before we're filming and there's also a crew problem as well there aren't tons <laughs> of crew in in the UK, I was going to say, as 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 go the actors, will go the crew, wouldn't they? You know, yeah. you can't. There's only so many grips and best boys around. Gaffers, yeah, gaffers. And, and then there's the news that the soaps are coming back to filming mm-hmm. at the start of June, but that does mean EastEnders will have a, a brief gap where there will be no new EastEnders episodes on TV. But when they do come back, it'll be socially distanced, as we said earlier on, with actors it, doing their own makeup. Is there a is there a bit that sort of suggests that maybe it's not a bad thing if the soaps took a three to four week break? I mean, well, wouldn't that absence make the men- heart grow fonder and all that? I, I, I think we mentioned with ITV they're going to. ITV support. Kevin Ligo, who runs ITV, he believes that the soaps are what drives people to ITV. They're the lead in to big dramas. They're the must watch this at the time on the TV. Uh, so for the for ITV, I think they're really going to try and push hard for both Emmerdale and Coronation Street to go back. As far as EastEnders, the ratings over the lockdown period have actually gone down when the episodes have been hard. Well, no, nobody wants weeks. to be any more depressed than they are by well, watching EastEnders. The, I mean, the stories are crap. I think is the is the bigger thing, and I think because you're only getting half a week's story, it just it drags on each story which would normally move a lot quicker over four episodes drags on when you're only seeing two a week so is there, is yeah. there still a channel that shows eastenders at 10 o'clock every night no from no, the not BBC did, did that stop oh okay it's not been going on for Should a while we talk about these bbc4 rumors briefly yes, yes. I'm, I'm annoyed i don't i have to be honest all i've seen is people tweeting about if we didn't have bbc4 this is what we'd lose, but I haven't seen the origins of why they think we're going to lose it. So if anyone, no, I haven't either. No, I, I, I googled it and just there was ru- could... people have just said rumours, haven't they? And I know we talked about it briefly, Luke, when we, you know, they were set broadcast were saying, wasn't it, that BBC Three was going to come back? 
and where the BBC Four would disappear. Yeah. But when these rumours circulate, it's normally there's a base to them somewhere. Yeah, isn't there, there has to be, which is why I found it peculiar. That I and I think actually that. part of it was that um, Cassian Harrison, the uh, head of BBC Four, had been sort of shunted somewhere else in the company. Um, I think that's is, is, I I, I'm assuming that the reason that because BBC Four doesn't start till seven, I assume that's in line with either the the, the CBBC or CBB's um, stream or whatever yeah. it is. And it's, is, it's, there, it's, is there is there something that's suggesting as that well. as we move as we move into the summer that maybe they're thinking of extending CBBS or something? I don't know. No, I I don't think it's even as. Uh, as I just think it is a cost cutting thing. I think they want to. Um, because ITV, oh sorry, BBC Four has always been a bit of an odd channel. It's always the channel that people say nobody watches. But it, as people have said, it has delivered some incredible shows and shows that Matt and I specifically love. Detectorist getting on. Well, the Nordic Noir wouldn't have happened. Think of it. Without BBC well, I, 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 only Connect started on BBC yeah. Four. <laughs> I think I would be, I would be lost as I am now without that. Yeah. I think the other thing is, I, I see an awful lot of people on Twitter who follow their Friday night Top of the Pops re- repeats. I like, uh, that, I like their music. That, that, gets a lot of, uh, that gets a lot of, you know, hashtag TOTP going. Yeah, yeah you're um, right, actually, because you do see that on the Thursday and Friday nights. I used to watch it when I lived uh, with my mum and we used to have, it was the, when it started, I think, was it the 1977 yeah. maybe yeah. they started with? They um, had to be very careful where they started because of... Um, <laughs> there there are a lot that they have to edit out Um, so this is from a Guardian article that says rumours that BBC4 could be under threat have been circulated for some time as the corporation has made it clear that its goal is to pursue younger audiences increasingly slipping away to rivals such as Netflix Speculation intensified earlier this month when it was announced that Cassian Harrison, BBC Four's long-serving controller, is to move to BBC Studios, the corporation's commercial arm, on a nine-month attack. <laughs> but the BBC have said that there is no plans to close BBC Four. However, there are several options. Of, this isn't a BBC soaps, and this is Guardian again. However, there are se- several options available as an alternative to full closure. One option has been floated a number of times to merge BBC Four with BBC Two. Another is BBC Four to follow sister BBC channel BBC Three and cease to exist. Earlier this year, it emerged that the corporation's bosses have discussed a return to TV for BBC Three, um, and BBC Four could replace BBC oh. Three could replace the slot held by BBC Four. In electronic programming guides and the sort of um, credence to the BBC 2, BBC 4 thing is that at Edinburgh last year I believe BBC 4 and BBC 2 had a joint session where okay. unfortunately for BBC 4 a lot of people left after the BBC 2 talk had finished um, I mean, I, I, ITV have, you know, the, the most ridiculous channels, you know, they have, I, I mean, I, who watches ITV 4 or 3? Um, I, I mean, their figures must I be not... I used to watch the, ITV 4 because they sometimes had a Bond film on. But, but that's the thing, I mean, that's... that's just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, and I mean, in Channel 4, you know, went all in, 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 in with, with a lot of their channels, which they've now scaled back on, really, haven't they? I mean, you, you know, E4 is now more popular... More four is there, but it doesn't. I mean, apart from the the odd show that we like, um, 
there isn't much on. Yeah, on I wouldn't know what. I tell you what, the most confusing spin-off channel is. I've never understood its appeal or its or its necessity. Four seven, which is just mm. Channel 4's yeah. channel to repeat what was on the previous night on the night. It doesn't later. even make sense because but it it's doesn't not, it's always not do that anymore. Seven days later, it's Channel Four twenty four hours later. It doesn't even and make sense. It doesn't sense. always follow that. So, oh. like, if there was a film on the night before on Channel yeah. Four, it doesn't mean that film will be on. on but then Channel. I remember there being a film on that wasn't on Channel Four. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's just... been on Film Four, maybe. Can I just give my two pennies on this? I honestly don't believe the BBC understands the young viewers. I don't think they know what to do. I think they're aware that they need to capture younger viewers to keep the BBC alive when this current crop of viewers, you know, ages and eventually dies off. Not to be well. I, okay, I, I, I've got I've got an idea. Reverse this idea that no young people's programming is on the main two channels uh you know if you were to draw viewers i mean if you're if you're a young person or a teenager uh, you you've got cbb's going up into cbbc and then you've got no gap to Nothing. bbc one or bbc two you've got no bridge because bbc three is online you're going straight to netflix or straight yeah. to you yeah if the bbc were to think about how to get those 14 15 16 year olds to watch bbc one or two even if it's just had i mean like you know there's particularly at the moment when they must be thinking what can we put on if you were to put some young people's program back on around sort of tea time particularly leading into i don't know lead into the coronavirus um updates or something i don't know maybe they could draw those viewers through i just think they've they've gone digital what, what, and not really thought about i, oh. I suppose what is it that the shows that the the young youngers are drawn to on yeah, uh, the, the, Netflix I mean, is it is it your Riverdale's and your um, Stranger Things or is it I, I don't know yeah. I, I think I think it's more it's not the shows as much as the freedom to choose what you yeah. want and I think and you can have it at your fingertips whenever you want it and uh, I don't have to wait till next yeah. week to watch this I just click next. Yeah. And I don't want to watch the, the, the credits and I don't want to watch the intro and yeah. next. And also, yeah, I, you could argue the BBC specifically these last 12 months have been trying his darker materials uh, was on his darker on... materials. Yeah, was that that's the sequel? porn version. No, his dark materials <laughs> was on uh, 8 p.m. on a Sunday because repl- usually so, it would be a page. Yeah. David Attenborough <laughs> thing on on a Sunday at eight, but they moved that further down the schedule for his dark materials. Then we had um, the Noughts and Crosses this year, which didn't appeal to Matt and I. And and currently, although we've seen it on iPlayer and I've watched it twice now, Monday nights is still where you can watch double bills of normal people. If you, you watched watch it, it Gary? No, not yet. No, it is it is saved. I haven't it's got on the hard drive. Yeah. It's on the hard drive. It's, sorry, I didn't forget to mention that. I think that the other thing that I would say about this is that they just need to think a bit more about how young people consume television and what interests them. I don't think in this country, and I, I tell me if I'm wrong, in America with the, with the Nielsen ratings, they get the breakdowns of the age groups. So they can see who wins the 18 to 34 demographic. You know, it's quite popular in america to break everything down via no, demographic I, th- I think they do do, do we do get that, that over here. here i do they do do that here the problem is that the the age group 
like 18 to 35 is so wide now that yeah. um, I mean I'm uh, approaching the end of that demographic. No, you're out I'm... of that. We're 36. Oh Christ, Matt. I don't even know how old I am. <laughs> well, how old was I at the start of lockdown compared to how old I feel? 25. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, I think the thing is as well, because of, I'm going to go for it, you know, the unique way the BBC is funded and to some extent Channel 4, they're not as ratings driven as, say, an ITV is or Sky are because, you know, the BBC, if it gets bad ratings for a show, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to cancel it. No, not at all. Particularly, I... particularly if it's part of their core programming, like a Songs of Praise or Antiques Roadshow or things like that. They're not going to cancel them just because one week they dip under a million or something. I remember, um, I don't know if you went to Edinburgh that year, Luke, but that the, the Channel 4 had been told that they weren't doing enough to reach I was there. The, the sort of the middle tier sort of teen yeah. demographic. So that's why... They bought the Bake Off and started doing Child Genius, and I think Lego Masters may have been part of that, and, and then Ackley Bridge as well. Sorry, Naked Attraction. Yeah, Naked no. Attraction. Uh, the one, the one with the Irish girls. Dairy Girls, absolutely, yeah. Well, that's not that that demographic. This was sort. Of... It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just twenty five dollars and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org/freechecking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. More. Was it eight to fourteen year olds? Eight to fourteen. That um, that area that you were saying, Gary, that the right. that the, that sort of age group and sort of the the sort of the eight pm slots that they have now, I think, oh, affected really with those shows. And it was uh, Secret Life of Four Year Olds was the other one I think that they, they referenced then. Um, and the one the one with the young people, young children in the old people's home. Yeah, brilliant show. Love How's that. that going, Gary? It must be uh, nice to uh, see them occasionally. Yeah, yeah, they come back and visit, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, well, we'll check back in with you, Gary, if you, if you don't mind. Thanks ever so much for ringing. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not doing anything, as, as, as you probably know. Well, so, uh, yeah, if, if, you, if, you, uh, if you need me for anything, uh, just uh, just holler. And if you want to follow Gary on Twitter, he's at The Gary Show for all his musings and things, if you want to follow him. Bye. 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 Oh, bye. <laughs> Uh, so we've got some <laughs> questions uh, which we are going to try this, to answer. Before Thank we you. get to the uh, the listener questions, what yeah. what have you been watching, Luke? In you these because we have been podcast watching. for two weeks. You know what I've been watching? It begins in E and ends in O. Well, that actually goes into um, Mo Walker has sent us a yeah. question um, uh, and says, once the ER we rewatch is done, will the focus shift the Will the focus shift the focus 
to yeah. other medical American medical dramas. Uh... I think where are you on ER first of all? Because I spoke we spoke on Monday night and you ha- were sort of early into season seven. Okay, episode five of eight. Okay, so um... Lewis has just come back with a new right. rounder face, <laughs> and. Uh... The season seven finale is him in the lift, isn't it? Green in the lift. I loved all of that. I loved all of that. What do you think? I'm struggling with eight because eight has been a bit more comedic to start off with and Mm. not as focused on the patients. Because eight's got. Has Malucci left yet? Because he leaves it. Yeah, yeah, he left. He sort of gallant. Has gallant come in yet? No. No. Medical student. Um, but did you like the stuff with James Cromwell in season seven? Very good. Bit... Yes, I was a bit lukewarm on it to begin with. But as always, what I were you a bit were you a bit lukewarm on it? Yeah. <laughs> what I found with ER is it always manages to win me over at some yeah. point with something I don't like. And and the the Alan Dale Corday storyline. Yes. The surfer. Did you get into with that? Watching it so quickly as you do burn through the stories quite quickly. Yeah, like and the mini, the mini yeah, plot, the mini arcs go quite fast, and you think, mm. oh, but it, it's a show that wasn't designed. And obviously, it's... the big season seven thing with Sally Field did that I hit for you? She was amazing. I've not really seen her in much outside of no. Mrs. Doubtfire and a couple of other films that I couldn't name. The Brothers and Sisters. Did you ever watch that? No, I didn't see that. That might be next. <laughs> but I uh, I really loved that. Uh, to answer Mo's question, though, um, I think I'd struggle with any other hospital drama because ER was the first and the granddaddy of it all. I know as far as UK uh, hospital dramas go, you, you can't beat bodies, in my mind, for, for realism and, and depth and just almost... It's almost the antithesis of ER because ER can be quite uplifting and, and stuff, whereas Bodies was very bleak about the NHS and things. But I've, mm. I, to be fair... Probably not the best time to re-watch Bodies, that yeah, was something yeah. the, only time, the only US medical drama I've seen outside of ER, I saw the pilot episode of New Amsterdam when I was over there recently on a holiday, and I thought that was a bit of a You mess. watched The Resident? The Resident, yes, I've seen Ma- that. Matt Zuckery is... The resident, and I, I and I, I did try before ER. I did try uh, the first couple of Grey's Anatomy, but it just mm-hmm. seemed where it's ER a bit it starts so, in '94, yeah. and yeah. it does look ancient. Grey's Anatomy felt so of the the noughties and of its time mm-hmm. that it was it 2004. Ar- yeah, it felt archaic to me in a way, and didn't get on with the over overt soundtrack. The only other one that people have recommended that I also don't think I'd like is House. But mm. I think I might... Put... My memories of House are the commercials that I used to see on Fox mm-hmm. between episodes of The Simpsons. And it was always seen to be House trying to save somebody's life from something mysterious. I think I tried House. Yeah. Because we, I, I, we, were, we sort of had a quick chat about this over Twitter that... It was one of those shows that Sky brought up quite quickly, but Channel 5 aired. But I, I, I could never really get into it. No. I think no. I found it a bit... And I, I don't think I could ever get over that it was Billy Kennedy from Neighbours was one of the main stars um, <laughs> alongside Hugh Laurie. But I, I and think... I don't think I could get over it being Hugh Laurie as a massive no. Blackadder fan. Yeah. I, I don't think it would it ever really... 
he, you know, he wasn't one of those US, UK stars that I could get over with the US accent. Yeah. No, I probably agree. I mean, I, I'm, I might try the pilot and stuff when I've had a bit of it, when uh, I've finished the after. For, for me, uh, I watch quite a lot of medical dramas because oddly my mum loves them. Uh, so like Does the she whole like real life medical things like twenty four hours in A and E. Twenty four hours in A and E. She, I don't know. She, we watched a few of them. I'll tell you what it was though, because those were on at nine o'clock, and she'd usually be in bed by, or at least asleep by that point. Like <laughs> she'd always watch like Holby and and Casualty. I, I would watch Holby with her because that would often be on during meal times because that's an eight pm thing. So I got into Holby for a while. Um, the the Grey's Anatomy I watched for. A, a few seasons, probably maybe three or four seasons of that, because uh, I love Sandro, yeah, mainly. Um, apart from that, I never watched Bodies, and I think a lot of them, you do stru- like as we say, like ER was the forebearer, and it's hard to, you know, there's limited stories to tell. I think the only other medical thing I can think that I watched loads of was Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> I might try that, you know, but my, my, my... Did you, uh, know, uh, did you never watch Scrubs? I saw, like, the first, some of the first mm-hmm. season, but I think, again, watching that now would be a bit like watching Malcolm in the Middle now, and I loved the first season of Malcolm in the Middle when it aired in, in the US mm-hmm. in 2000, but I think... I watched all of Malcolm in the Middle. Those shows uh, are, um, they were, they were made in a very specific time, and I don't think they've aged well. Really, BBC Two had Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, I can, I can see that might actually bring us onto another topic that we were <laughs> discussing. We will get to your questions, folks. We will, yeah. And also, Matt's been watching a show that I don't know about, so I want to get onto that at some point as well. But I was saying how I love that Sky Atlantic has this deal with HBO and Showtime, meaning that we don't have to worry whether we're going to get a show from either of those juggernauts because we know that Sky Atlantic will show them either in some cases the same day or the same week they are in the US or they might store them up and show them uh, towards the end of the run but what that means unfortunately is that the days of Lost and Friends and ER and Ali McBeal being big uh, terrestrial hits and I was trying to think what are the shows that we've loved from the US that we've enjoyed, but probably the majority of people haven't seen because of the exclusivity of Sky Atlantic. And what are the ones that you think would have done well on terrestrial television? You know what I'm... Do you know what the one that springs to mind that's just come into my mind might be Euphoria? Because that would have got, I think, a lot more of an audience, I think, because it didn't really get talked about a lot over here. I know we... Um, trumpeted it and a lot of other people did but it was very niche in terms of it being a Sky Atlantic programme and I think it would have reached a bigger demographic if it had either been on a streamer or on a a, a terrestrial channel I think it would have picked up Which channel uh, could you of, foresee that being bought by? I would have said it, it feels like an E4 show Yeah, yeah I'm, I was thinking more Big shows on oh, big on on channel. So maybe Channel Four. Maybe would have if, it, cha- but if, I... if Channel Four had bought Big Little Lies, that would have been a mm. massive hit. If they could have promoted that as having Reese Witherspoon, Laura Dern, 
you know, all those big names. And Sharp Objects, maybe, as well. And Sharp Objects, too. And then if they could have bought the second series and, and just plastered adverts with Meryl Streep and stuff, I think mm. that would have been a massive hit. If it... And stuff that we don't haven't really got over here, like the act. Someone could have picked yeah. that up easily, couldn't they? I th- I could see Channel 4 having that. Or um, yeah. It's odd what has... Co- and I, I know it's a little bit different for you because you lived in the States when a lot of these shows were being brought up and yeah. uh, firstly on Terrestrial and then over to Sky, like, for example... We were we were sort of talking about Lost, um, and that airing on Channel Four almost a year after it debuted in the States. But you could do that then, because nobody was trying to get pirated copies or reading a load of theories online. It's mm. almost as if now, if a channel doesn't buy a show immediately and almost show it at the same rate as America, someone somewhere would have seen it, sport it, read about yeah. it. Well, it, that was started, you know, you you could get spoilers online. This was sort of 05, 06, you know, you could get spoilers online. And it was the start of finding stuff nefariously as well. That was in its infancy, the 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 torrenting and the and the um, the street, the illegal streaming sites and, and things like that. But when it went on to Sky, it obviously lost the the delay. I mean, in a, lot, good thing, but in a lot lost of the ways, audience as well. In a lot of ways, Sky One is still doing it. They bought Manifest earlier this year. That that drama about the plane crash. Yeah, I'm shocked that that got a second season. That well, everything did that season, I think. But um, yeah. So in a lot of ways, it's still happening. But I don't get the sense that uh, it's. But what what was happening before was that a, a terrestrial channel had it first. Yeah, they were buying the stuff that had initially debuted on terrestrial channels and it happened with at the same time 24 lost prison break and house so they just brought them all up all up and and they were under so 24 was on the bbc lost was on channel four and prison break and house were on channel five yeah i mean although a lot a lot of channel five is us shows isn't it it is weird that or what's, um... it's not as much as it used to be but it was yeah. Quite significantly, like US imports, wasn't it? Like Castle and The Mentalist and CSI and NCIS and all let's them. Go, let's go to a question from Erin, which is Okay. Are there, are there any shows recently? It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Have you been dreaming of a magical wedding? Step into the grand ballroom at the George Washington Wyndham Grand Hotel, where glamour and glitz unite to create your perfect wedding day. At the George Washington Hotel, every detail is meticulously curated for you and your guests. Choose to have your ceremony and reception with us, or join us for a celebration after you say I do. All complimented by hotel accommodations that make the entire experience seamless for you and your guests. Start dreaming and planning your wedding at WyndhamGeorgeWashington.com. That have surprised you in how much you've enjoyed them. Hmm. I or, don't know. Or, or not enjoyed them. I think I'll answer this question first, give you a bit of time to think. I think this is going to be a not enjoyed, because okay. it's Luke. 
it's going to be an enjoyed, and it's okay. the same. It's the reason that although I'm always negative on here about shows, the reason I keep wanting to do this podcast and don't ever really, despite my cynicism, ever lose complete faith in TV is I still love it when something comes completely out of the blue based on a subject that I have initially no interest in and I really enjoy the show. So you can guess I'm going to say cheer on Netflix here. Uh, oh, okay. No, is, I wouldn't have got that. It was a show about cheerleading. It's a documentary about cheerleaders in Texas, and they're working up to uh, the big sort of, I don't know what you'd call it, the big final showdown where they all um, showcase... It's like a, co- a competition. Big competition, yeah, of, of cheerleading. It's like prestigious. They've won it every year, bar one, and they're just trying to maintain their title. It's incredibly stressful. It's incredibly funny in places. And I really found myself connected to these characters like I would the best comedies or dramas. So my big surprise of the year has been Cheer because I would not expect to be um, a fan of a documentary or a drama, but a documentary specifically about a high school cheerleading team. And I think what it is 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 it's their passion for their sport mm-hmm. was somewhat... of. Um, infectious and i really i wasn't yeah it. i wasn't as taken i know me and michael weren't as taken with it as you were uh but the, the, i think what's surprising i know i've obviously talked about it and written about it but i think never have i ever really surprised me because i was just sort of watching it as a you know, light sort of netflix comedy drama not expecting a lot out of it really and it really got me in the in the latter episodes i think i've done that no, oh, I know. Yeah, because ER is ER, obviously yeah. taking um, uh, You said, well, next time I put ER down, I'm going to watch that. I think that I'm trying to think of something that disappointed us. I'm, I'm sure you've got a laundry list. Do you know what's weird about this year of TV? I can't remember. It's been really... Uh, it's certainly been a year where I there's been a lot that I've really enjoyed watching. I suppose I, I would put Feel Good in that in that um, poll as well, because on paper... Surprise, it's just, yeah, surprise. It's yeah. just another... And unfortunately, that's one that I've sort of forgotten about that hasn't stuck with me as much, I think, because normal people and never have I ever have yeah. come since then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Normal, I mean, normal people, you could say perhaps less of a surprise. It's a BBC mm. drama. Well, I didn't know anything about it going yeah, in. But see. again, it's not, our, it's not our genre. It's not about people of our demographic. Our tempo. No, it's... <laughs> but I, I, I love that more than anything else this year. I think it was mm. joyful. The only other thing that hasn't been on um, British TV but will be at the end of the month on when Sky launches Sky Documentaries which is another channel for some reason, um, is a, a show called McMillions, which is a documentary mm. about, yeah, I've heard about the, yeah. um, the McDonald's... Um, uh, I can't speak anymore. What is it? What was the... Monopoly game. The McDonald's Monopoly game. Oh, that yeah. Was all, that was completely rigged, and it was... A, just the characters on that, I would like you to watch the first one and we'll review mm. it, because characters on that are, are, are brilliant as well. So... For me, McMillions, Cheer, Feel Good, Normal People. That, yeah. I would say the, the things that I was surprised I didn't enjoy are things that on paper I should have. So 
first thing that jumps out there is quiz. I should have liked quiz. Mm. And a lot of and people I, did. And I did. I, I yeah, did. A lot of people did, but I just you're, I found it you're too... You're unusual. Yeah. But you only watched the first episode, and I think it changes in the second episode. Yeah. yeah. It does. Each of the three episodes are very different of quiz. And I get the first one did have... Was a little bit more tongue-in-cheeky than maybe the other two. Um, but even, even each the their own, really. The, yeah, each their own. Um, so, speaking of TV, what have you been watching that I might not know you've been watching? I, so, I've been trying to find things like to relax into that aren't focus mates virus 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 related trying to take my mind off it a little bit uh for example last night we uh me and my friend did the the eurovision thing and we're thinking oh you know they're going to be showing all the songs that were on that were meant to be performed this year's song contest because they were all confirmed and instead a lot of it was around we cut you know self-isolate and and singing for the heroes of the health service and not taking my mind off it in possibly the way no, I would have liked. No. I have been watching this series of the Real Marigold Hotel. Oh, me too. As a yes, I thought yes. I thought you'd be watching it. Yeah, and I've really it's it, apart from it. Obviously, one of the sort of sub bits of it is around mortality. I think mm. that it's a real, and I don't think I watched the last series, but I was I was after something. I was on the uh, our preview channel, and obviously the first two episodes have aired now on iPlayer. Yeah. Um, and I, oh yeah, I haven't seen that, and and I think the characters this time round are quite strong. I like obviously uh, Paul Chuckles on there, and Henry Blofeld. I quite like. You've probably never yeah. heard of him before. I have heard of him. Yeah, I know he's a yeah. man. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's a man. And Britt Eklund and Zara Rhodes. Is it Zara, Zara Rhodes? Rhodes? Yeah. Yeah. Are very big, colourful characters. Duncan you know Bannatyne. I don't like Duncan Bannatyne comes across mm. as a right weasel on it with his dyed hair. I don't like his, him. And his young wife. Yeah. They've um, all got young. Because Henry Blofeld said he's only been married for about five years, and I'm wondering, have you got a young wife as well? And every time Nasty Nick Cotton says he's looking for a wife, it's a bit. I know. It's always a bit. I mean. <laughs> I do enjoy that show. Like you say, it is turn your brain off, relax. It's quite formulaic because the first, the first episode's like always, oh, how are we going to get here? And then it ends with them throwing a party. And then the yeah. second one, they're always on a train to a festival. I do wish they'd drop the, what would it be like to retire here? Because we know that... Because none, none of them have ever no. retired. Are the Crankies living in India now, for example? As far as that, they've not bumped into them yet, so I guess not. <laughs> But they go they go to different bits of India, don't they, each time? Yeah. Or am it's, I? It's, no, they do. They do. That's where the yeah. train the train journey was like two hundred miles away from mm. where they went. And um, I yeah, did it's... like because I've seen the first two episodes. I did like the where they went to the cricket game and the and the people there recognised Henry Blofeld from his voice. Yeah, it's and somewhat heartwarming. Isn't it, in a way. I, I really liked that. I think that was uh, because it's like. He has got a distinctive voice, obviously, and the Indians are passionate about cricket. Cricket, so um, I don't like when they try and create tension between. No, them. like the like the kitchen scenes in yeah, the second yeah. episode, yeah, because they use that in the coming up next thing at the end of episode one as well. Like they're all going to fall out. Yeah, uh, uh, and it was really brief and. Uh, the other, the, sorry, you're gonna you're gonna the say. The only something. other thing I was gonna say is, like with all these shows, 
There's always like when Susie Blake turns up, we were, oh, I forgot she was there. And the same with Barbara Dixon. Barbara Dixon, yeah. But, um, but the characters, they always cast it really well and they're always, mm. they, all, they always do get on and they always do have a nice time and it's nice to be yeah, because Brit, Brit Eklund was saying, oh, Barbara Dix is really interesting, and is she? Yeah, those scenes must still be on the cutting room but floor. Got, I mean, they do have a mixture, of because obviously people like Duncan Bannertine and Brit, Brit Eklund we've seen before, and I'm a celebrity, but they do have people like Xander Rhodes and Henry Blofeld, who you don't see on those shows as well, so it is a bit of a mixture. And Paul Chuckle I actually quite like as well, you know, yeah. he's he's going through this period you know he lost lost his brother a couple of years ago and it's interesting hearing him talk about them being from a family of performers and being on the stage for 50 you know them being partners for 55 years on the stage and being quite um what's the word well, well they were reliant on oh, each other weren't they yeah yeah and that was quite and him carrying on without him and struggling a little bit without him and struggling a little bit without his wife there and i just yeah it's it's just a nice program isn't it and that's what i was trying to find and i also the other thing i watched yesterday i don't know if you've watched it was the um the u.s celebrity goggle box no i haven't seen that i've seen clips of it is it mm -hmm. worth watching it was all right i i mean i i didn't i i knew some of the people on it not all of them so like the osbournes are on there I suppose uh, it's down to what shows they watch rather than... Yeah, okay, so they watched The Mass Singer. Mm -hmm. They watched um, a nature documentary, the one on Disney Plus that's narrated by Meghan Markle. Yeah, they just watched that on our Google Box. Oh, have they? Yeah. <laughs> um, they watched the news. It's basically like our Google Box. They watched the news. They watched Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, what does it I don't feel, think they... Does it feel over... Because my... When I used to live in the States and they'd mm. remake our shows, the reason I didn't like a lot of them was they always... They loved always seemed... the people's couch. Yeah, I did like that. But they all, <laughs> they always seemed really overproduced. And I didn't get that, and no. I didn't get that from this. No, but... I'm just trying to think what the old drag race they watched as well. So I don't think there was anything particularly that you wouldn't know. You know, they didn't yeah. watch any dramas or... But did it make you laugh at any time? Because that's the point of it. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. Um, who was who else? I'm just trying to think who else was on there. Master P, Megan Trainer, Raven Simone. Bob Lowe and his sons, who looked ridiculously like him. Um, and then there were some other people, as I say, like there were some there's sports some casters. That, people, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's that, on the that, Joe, isn't it? Joe Siwa. Joe Joe Silver. Yeah. I'm down with the kids. Was, was on there. I thought it was Siwa. I'm pretty sure it's silver, but anyway. S A S I W A. I don't know. I thought it was. You, um, you and you, you, you lie. You're not a dance mom's fan at all. I was a massive dance mom's fan. I like you know. I believe <laughs> Abby was in prison all that time. Uh, but that's on E4. <laughs> that's on E4 on I think Thursday night. So that is an example where we say people don't buy US shows anymore. Uh, that is an example. It's airing is it, the same Is week. it a series? Have they done it's like Fox. a series? Of it's Fox, yeah. I think it's their response to how can we get a show out of something. Because they did focus a lot on the Masked Singer as well, and they mm, didn't. Which they didn't mention that. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's yeah. why I said um, that. Like Kelly Osbourne was on there, and they didn't mention that she was on the Masked Singer. 
<laughs> or Raven. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Simone. Raven Simone, I don't think, was actually watching it at the time. I'll tell you someone else who was actually, I, I quite liked, was um, Steve Wozniak was on oh. there as well. Uh, with his wife um oh, and he did, yeah he had he hadn't he didn't know what the mass singer was to begin with in a way uh our tv industry is a is in a bit better shape than america they have no idea when they're going back to work and when things are going to be so the u.s networks are had some cw have decided to buy shows uh from abroad canada the uk CW have bought Dead Pixels, which is a show we quite liked. Um, so if you want to watch that, that'll be on in the States over the summer. That I mean, I could see that attracting an audience on the CW because it's a young, skewed channel. Dead Pixels is a good, nerdy sort of show. I remember it being quite rude in places, though, wasn't it? And I can't imagine that. I only watched the show. first one, so I can't remember. Well, I think she was quite sweary, but perhaps they'll... Yeah, uh, it was a bit risque. Perhaps they'll edit it down, but yeah. yeah. Have um, you heard of this show? It was on Netflix, and my brother mentioned it. I'd never heard of it before. Um, Unorthodox. Did you try yes, to watch that? or? I've tried to watch that, and I will go back to it, because there's only four. Yeah. Uh, that is from the the writer of a show I liked, first show on Walter Presents, called um, Doctor Land 83, which yeah. uh, I liked. And oh, okay. This... Yeah, because my brother and sister-in-law binged that in one maybe one night. They yeah, said, or yeah, said it, he said it was really good. Um, yeah, we should. He, if we, if he also watched the amazing again. the um, race across the world. So maybe you should be talking to him. <laughs> yeah, I think I got the wrong Donnelly brother on the podcast. <laughs> well, I've already got more in common with your brother than than you. Yeah. Um, Let's go back to the question. See what else we're going back to the question. So, Penny Blogs has said, um, and I won't be able to answer this, but maybe you will. Yeah. Views on lockdown TV comedy and who does it best? Comparisons of Have I Got News for You, Last Leg, uh, Ranga Nation, and Mash Reports. Okay, so I haven't seen. Scary still there. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen Ranga Nation or Mash Report. I'll be honest. And I wouldn't ordinarily watch them if we weren't in this scenario. I have, out of pure curiosity, seen Have I Got News For You, The Last Leg, and Graham Norton, who uh, for a period was actually promoted to 9 o'clock on a Friday night instead of the normal 10.35. I think the thing is, what you were saying about you, you, you sort out something like the real marigold because you wanted something relaxing and that takes your 
mind off of the, the world we're living in at the moment. All these shows, because of the way they have to be made, they just, you spend the whole time being reminded that how weird it is that Adam Hills is in Australia, Alex Brooker is in his shed, and, and Josh Whittacombe's in his living room, and all the jokes feel like they fall a little bit flat because they have to laugh at each other and it just feels a bit laboured. Yeah, no, no, no audience. You know, and it just feels a bit more, you know, not contrived, but it's certainly a bit more laboured because of the way it has to be done. And have I got news for you? They do all the normal rounds, like the missing word round and the odd one out round, and they and it's they got a host and they got the the panelists and their guests. But again, it just feels hollow. It just feels mm. completely like you're just watching a Zoom call. And again, yeah. they're just laughing. And and the delivery feels off. It just, some shows need that atmosphere, that audience, that the, the, the spirit of the show is lost when you take those away. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example of it. I like the Parks and Rec thing that people raved about and were really excited about which was basically you couldn't ignore the fact that it was these actors portraying these characters but from their own homes on a big Zoom call. It just it just echoes how odd TV is and how TV is struggling to adapt in this mm. age of not being able to be near one another. And I just find it all a complete turn-off. I think the only person that I've seen get it right is John Oliver on uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, okay. who, who does the show that he normally does to a live audience in New York. He does it in his basement every week. And his show, although he is funny and he makes biting, sarcastic comments and jokes, he doesn't rely so much on the atmosphere of the show. No. He can just deliver it like a monologue. Something like The Last Leg really does yes. when I when I've watched yeah. that. Of those, that's the only one I will occasionally watch. Yeah. I haven't watched, you know, Have I Got News For You in years. I've never seen the other two, The Ranga Nation or The Mash Report. So I think the the last, um, sorry, last week tonight works because it's like you're watching him deliver a passionate monologue to the audience, to the screen, and he can do it in a funny way or in a serious way. He's talking about the pandemic and it's interspersed with clips to illustrate his point. And it's not so off-putting as seeing three people that you know would ordinarily be in a studio or sat on a sofa next to each other trying to communicate. And it's just, it just feels hollow to me. I'm sorry. Mm. I hope... Yeah. I hope whatever the next phase of this is, when TV does start to work out how it can relax things a little bit, that it doesn't feel as odd. It still feels odd when I walk in on my mum watching this morning and Holly and Phil are six metres apart, or six feet apart. It just feels weird that they're mm. in this vast studio at the BBC. Yeah, with, with this Eurovision thing as well last night, it was three presenters in the studio, but they were standing apart from each other. And you lose that, like, warmth, I suppose, don't mm. you? you, you it, it's you got a sort of... the intimacy of it mm. as well that you have at home. It's Something like this morning. And I, I suppose I don't think the last leg, when that would, if that came back to the studio, they could easily sit at the other end of that sofa. And, yeah, I think I don't think that would be that affected. It just depends, I suppose, they couldn't have a full audience, could they? So I suppose that leads on to a question from our friends at Walford Weekly. You can catch their podcast 
every Wednesday, I believe now, and their YouTube channel and their Twitter at Walford Weekly. They say, do you think any new TV shows or TV genres will be created out of necessity of lockdown and social distancing? Will we see any reality shows and game shows with this as their USP? I think this is almost guaranteed to happen. Uh, you could almost say that the first example of this was Netflix's do too hot to handle which was yeah i was going to say too hot to, handle. To, uh, to all this where they got all these love on one of these from across the world put them in a house and then dropped the bombshell that to win the cash at the end of the series they would not be able to touch well i heard one another. i heard this ex- what what the the thing is um i don't know if you know the premise i heard this explained on a yeah. on another podcast where they start with an amount of money, and every time they touch Break or kiss wall. or have yep. sex, they lose a certain amount of money. So it's yeah. not like you can't touch at all. It's if you do touch, you'll lose but, money. But from it's the not price. just that they they lose it as a group. So yeah, if you, yeah, that's what I mean. You yeah, lose if you money t- from the group if you funds. touch another person or even yourself, then uh, you're in, oh. you you uh, you are destined to. That'd be good at the moment, though, because you're not meant to be touching your face. Exactly. Are you? So that's uh, that would be one that could still work. Someone mentioned Big Brother, didn't they? Locking people in a house and yeah, that would. Although I did see, although again, I shouldn't have been watching this because it just sort of more infuriated me. But it came up on my YouTube feed clips from the Canadian Big Brother as they were sporadically learning about COVID and finally that they had to shut production down on it because they couldn't. They have to shut production down. They're already they're safer in the house because well because of the production side of it. Oh, okay. They could just leave them in the house and not put the cameras on or anything, but oh. the actual, to produce it and put it on the TV, Wouldn't they need be. all those people behind the scenes. Mm. That's the reason they shut it down. Okay. Because the German one continued. Did it? Oddly, yeah. They told them about it, mm. and it just rolled on. I don't know. Could still be going on now for right now. Um, but I, yeah. I'm sure this is destined to happen, and I'm sure I will hate every single one of them, because... Although it's responding to the new normal, which is a phrase I also despise, I think there's going to be a few times... It was a show we also didn't like, Ryan Murphy. Yeah, I think it's also going to be a tongue-in-cheek thing that some channels do, game shows where people have to throw things to each other but because they can't touch one another or they have to answer questions miles apart from each other. I can so see reality shows and quiz shows springing up out of this but again my worry would be and maybe i'm unusual maybe it doesn't focus on worry most people my worry would be that it it just exaggerates how odd this time is and um it you can't when you're watching something filmed like those tv shows i just talked about you can't enjoy them because you have there's this unease about them there's this this is always weird to see in his lop in his house, Paul Merton in his, and their host somewhere else, and two guests somewhere else. There's a slight delay on the Zoom or the Skype, and it just takes away from the fact that it's a TV show. Mm. And I do wonder about how long. It will well, they be. could probably get them back in the studio now without an audience when things start. You know, when they easing these guidelines as it goes on. I think the panel shows will be the first things that they can easily do. But with would they go back into the studio without an audience? Well, that's my thing. Yeah, I mean, something like I mean, my favourite panel show of all time, Would I Lie to You, wouldn't work without an audience because no. David Mitchell, Robert Webb, and, and Lee Mack feed off an audience. 
and yeah. that wouldn't work. They um, could they could have like half an audience. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I for the longest time I've wanted Wife Swap to come back on Channel Four. That won't be ever coming back because you can't mix <laughs> households. <laughs> Until you can mix households, that's never going to happen. I also wanted Holiday Showdown to come back. I mean, you can't go abroad. Well, that's the Luke pay for it. Yeah, love Holiday Showdown. But Does I'm anyone sure... remember Holiday Showdown? Yeah. But to answer your question, I am sure that uh, yeah, there's going to be there's going to have. I mean, Snoop Dogg's we talked about, which is Channel Four's mm. incredible idea of strapping um, cameras to. Still think Alan Partridge was involved. Celebrity in that. dogs and just letting them wander around the house, and we have to guess whose house they're in and who's who owns them. That is a direct response to this scenario. There's no way that they'd normally commission Snoop Dogs, and if they did, it would be on E4 and not Channel 4 or Prime Time. Um, uh, and the other thing as well is that they've mentioned, I know we talked about the soaps before, but whether the soaps are going to tackle it when it comes back. whether Because I read, I think it was Duncan's piece in the Metro where they'd asked, I don't know who is the, the exec in, in charge of Corrie, that whether they will do it parallel well whether they'll be mentioning coronavirus or having it in like a parallel universe where it's not happened and suddenly everyone's not allowed to be near each other well we did just in case you just joined us we did say at the beginning that eastenders the bbc have confirmed that it will be back the differences will be fewer cast involved older cast completely ignored and the cast that are working will have to do their own makeup and scenes will be socially distant and the more i've thought about this the more i think it is incredibly important that they do mention it because mm. they at the moment they can't they can't have characters going to the vic for big celebrations and hugging one another and you know you just i think as much as would, I would you rather so i mean i know we talked about the icb soaps and the necessity for those to come back but would you rather eastenders didn't come back in this form and they waited to for maybe another ease in the restrictions in terms of like social distancing i suppose i mean in a perfect world yeah but the thing is that we just never know when that's going to be i mean they could be off forever mm. or they could be off for another they could be off for another six months they could be off because it's not months. as far you know it's what was it four four times a week as opposed to is there six curries and five emmerdales yeah yeah that's right uh, and that, so that's ten and ten and a half hours of prime time on ITV as opposed to two hours of prime time on on um, BBC. So it's not as big a gap in the schedules, really. And and as you said, they're going to be taking a break anyway. Should they? You you know they're altering the course, aren't they? Obviously, with yeah. with these things, because as you say, no couples will be able to embrace. There'll be a lot less extras in the pub and the calf and what have you mm. and. Um, no, I suppose like Dot wasn't there anyway. I'm just trying to think who the other older well, cast members are. It would are. be Patrick and Mo, and you know they... who aren't on screen loads anyway, no, are they? They're not. They're, they're never vital to no. uh, the story. Um, I forgot I mean, Mo was in it. Kathy, maybe. Um, oh, that's a bit old, Jillian. She's Jillian not that old, is she? But um, yeah, I think I thought initially, let's not mention it, but. I don't. I think it's unavoidable, and I think it would be naive of them not to mention it. The more I think about it, because... if if whoever works in the calf isn't wearing a face mask, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just gonna throw up so many 
distractions anyway that they're better to when I say mention it, mention it, but don't dwell on it. Don't spend don't do a storyline. Yeah, don't do a whole. Don't say Patrick and Mary in hospital with coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> Just say, oh, it's, and it been weird. It doesn't feel right. Blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. then move on. You know, like they sometimes will. Just that morning, they recorded the result of the Brexit um, outcome, and they recorded when Prince mm-hmm. George was born, and you yeah, can just Michael men- Jackson died. You can just mention it because these people are supposed to be living in our world, mm-hmm. and I think it's important having having given it some thought that they do mention it actually. Yeah, just don't need and, to dwell and on it I suppose it leads on a little bit to what Daryl Miller's asked us as well. In terms of, do we think filming can work with social distancing guidelines? Well, this is tricky because um, what you don't realise when you're watching a show is is how many people are on a set. I've been to a couple of sets now, and I'm always astounded by the amount of people that are there and the amount of people that appear not to have much of a job to do, but seem to be there, sitting there, standing there. Um, it does what it does worry me that the drama output is going to be so watered down and the stories are going to have to be changed so that people aren't in bed together or in a cafe together or it's more about how they can make what worries me is how they can make it look and feel like the drama we're used to i'm sure it can be done safely behind the scenes and people are going to be temperature checked and there's not going to be the um the uh, craft services and the big meals that they have on set and stuff. All that's been pat in place. lunches. All pat lunches, all picnics, six feet apart from each other outside. <laughs> but my worry is that I just hope that shows, when we do get them, feel like the dramas we're used to getting. And um, that's my big concern. I'm sure mm. that logistically I think that, it can yeah. be worked out. Logistically, behind the scenes, a lot of stuff goes on that even... Yeah. It'll just take. Like, I think the things that they do will just take longer to do with the the new, whether it be putting backing tracks on on things or editing episodes together may take longer because of the lack of people being allowed to be in the same room together. I think the thing that is going to suffer, as you say, is the altering of the storylines and the lack of because they couldn't do normal people, could they? <laughs> no, they got that out just at the right time. It's like, oh, I remember sex. Um, I but um, Fair enough. Uh, we've got two questions here, and we've sort of answered them already. We um, kind of Luke, have, yeah. You know what I'm going to say, Luca and, and Proper Podcasts have both asked very much the same. So Luca said, does the growth of Netflix and the other streaming services mean the end of terrestrial TV? Have BBC, ITV, Channel 4 and Channel 5 plans to evolve? Or has coronavirus meant that live TV has been given a well a, a lifeline? Proper podcast. Not sure if you've covered this, but love to hear your thoughts. Really, whether Netflix has changed the kind of TV shows we like to watch, and whether it's forced the terrestrial commissioning editors to be a little bit more ambitious. I, I think the the answer to that latter question. I've not seen the terrestrial commissioning editors being ambitious. If anything, it's gone the other way and they've become more predictable. Yeah. yeah. My my thing about it is. And I've always said this, and I, I, I think I've been proved right a couple of times and wrong many times. But I think if a show is good and enough people are talking about it, people now want to be on that bandwagon. And it doesn't matter whether the show is on Netflix 
whether it's on BBC One, whether it's on Channel 4. What makes a show nowadays, thankfully, is social media, is word of mouth. Like, you will probably seek out unorthodox because your brother recommended it, mm. not because you just stumbled across well, it. Well, I'd never that. heard of it. Well, you know, you don't spend enough time with me. I but... only really... Well, I, I, I watch the things that Luke tells me to watch, mainly. Yeah. And I obviously told him to watch the Malaga Hotel a lot this week. But I, I think it's still... I think somebody asked me this week what the point of sites like mine, and there are plenty of us out there, what the point of us are, is it just to slag off shows you don't like and champion the ones you do? And it is to a degree, but it's also, more importantly, because there is so much choice out there and so many shows that people are unaware of that are on either smaller platforms, like most people don't know, that great shows like Better Things, the BBC has. Mm. Why don't they it's know? To because the BBC these things. Isn't yeah, it? it's to it's to it's to be a of, it's to be a bit of a guide of yeah. through through. The and I think that's what a lot of critics do. I mean, we do talk about. I, I think there's the mixture of wanting to talk about the bigger shows because everyone is watching, like yeah. Tiger King, for example. Everyone's watching them, and people are keen certainly to know your opinion. Nobody cares about me really because I'm I'm barely on social media. Uh, but um, there's that, and then there's the wanting to promote shows that you can see not a lot of people are talking under, about or under the radar. And yeah, to be like more... better things or a um, pose. Or as a lot of the comedies that um, Sophie Davis will will talk about on Twitter that I've never heard of mm. uh, that, that are on. And, and there's so much stuff on there. And, and we talked about a few weeks ago how much stuff's on the iPlayer that you, you don't know is there. But yeah. certainly something... I, and, for example, as, as I mentioned, Never Have I Ever, I, I've not seen a lot of people really talking about that either. Mm. You know, I, I put that review on, on Twitter and on Facebook and one of my friends said, like, they, they really enjoyed it. But it's not something that i don't i i think at the moment because better pe bet, um normal people even normal people <laughs> has been talked about so Did much there, i think that is the one that's the show of the moment it went tiger king and then normal people, people. But I think there's a good cross section of story there i think really they're quite uh, similar but Connell yeah so it's it's about the irish, the irish yeah it's, it's about promote yeah those smaller shows that do go under the radar when there is a big hyped show that a lot of stuff does go does go missing and I think <laughs> just to, no to get to get back to the question i suppose that the 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 advantage that netflix has got is they use their algorithm to push things so if you liked never have i ever they might push i don't know the mindy project or the next thing that they have, they believe, is similar uh, mm. demographically, demographically to you, but and they're always pushing new shows at you. Whereas, in the case of Channel Four, ITV, and the BBC, there's an argument that says unless you're watching a show there and you happen to see an advert, uh, well, I play it. Does it all the blooming time now? Keep yeah. shoving. I was watching an old epro episode of The Texas the other night, and it kept trying to get me to i can't remember what he was trying to get me to watch now i think devs 
It's like, bug off. Um, so, yeah, so they, they win on that. So I think I would hope that as long as sites like ours continue to push things on people, that it doesn't matter whether the streaming services are still the number one place for people to go because if enough people are talking about a show and telling you how good it is, I don't think at the end of the day it would matter what platform it was on as long as you could watch it. And I don't think ITV, for example, have had a great response to this pandemic. I don't think they've quite known what to show, when to show we it. Have a, do you, you only watched one isolation story in the end, didn't you? Because we, we had sort of promoted that. Well, not promoted it, but talked about it talked quite about a lot. Um, and, and you only watched the Sheridan Smith one in the yeah. end, didn't you? So what was your what was your feeling on on isolation stories? Did he, you know, confirm the fears you had? Was it was it better than you expected? It, what what it was didn't your confirm the fears I had? But I I did. Leave I thought it was that, filmed I well. I did leave that first episode lit with sort of a feeling of what's the point? Mm. You know, because you got no resolution. You didn't really know. I wanted more. Gonna... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I would have preferred a week of that character, if I'm honest. Just a week of Sheridan Smith um, on the on their own. Because that was the... I think that... and Because I watched all four. The, the most compelling ones were that one and the final one with Eddie Mars and, and David uh, Threlfall. Uh, those were the two. The other two I could have taken quite happily taken or left, really. Yeah, but it's... I don't know. Was it I the, think the way... Because you were expecting it to be on people's phones, in the bed, in the bedrooms, and it was a lot... The, the way it was filmed was a lot better. You know, it had... I, I feel it had production value, and I think the one of the things that you were worried about was that it would have zero production value. Mm-hmm. And I think it looked good. The, the music was very reminiscent. I think they were almost going for, like... Sounded a bit like the, the music from Up that they were using at the beginning of... You know the da, 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 that that sort of music, uh, but I think it it felt like a whereas you were fearing maybe it's a we're focusing on it and we're talking about it. It was feeling more like a come on, we're all in this together. Cheer up! The the episode that was um, Angela Griffin and Darren Boyd. She was his therapist, and it was. You might have already had it. You've got things to be positive about. Come on, we're all in the same boat. That was the general 
mood of it, I think, rather than... I I think the Sheridan Smith one was the only one that really tried to be dramatic and had that element of who she talking to on the other side of the phone. I thought that was good, and it was like, and now it's over, and now we've got mm. something else tomorrow. I tell you what, um, I'm not adverse to tiny dramas. I always remember, and I, this is very niche, and I'm hoping Matt remembers... Before and no, that's even more niche and wasn't very good. But the one that I thought was good was the thing that Andy Hamilton and Guy Jenkin did prior to Outnumbered. It was called Bedtime. Oh, very, very vaguely. BBC One aired it across the week, and it was just Mar- Martin Freeman involved in that. No, no, he wasn't. Um, okay. So the first series was Claire Skinner, Stephen Claire Mac- Skinner, yeah, Stephen Tomkinson. And the returning characters were always Timothy, Timothy West. West. Timothy yes. West and Sheila Hancock. <laughs> I did watch it, yes. Um, they, they were in bed together and it would, it would use, I think they were 20 minutes each and they would have one continuing story across the week and you would learn more about the characters and it would end in quite a surprising way because it would tip things on its head. So I'm not adverse to sort of tiny dramas, claustrophobic dramas about one or two characters in a scenario but I just think, I don't think in 15 minutes you can tell a compelling story and it's good that you wanted more from that Sheridan Smith episode but ultimately you're not going to get more because that's it and you end end up I mean you don't remember it that clearly or certainly I don't um, remember it that clearly Um, and I just, I think it's an experiment and given the talent behind it and the cast they were able to whip up I don't know why they didn't make it half an hour, really. 15 mm. minutes just seemed a bit... Yeah. I don't know, a bit pointless. Well, I, it's, I suppose they wanted all... Because some of them you could have done... I think the one that worked within that time scale was the the last one, the Eddie Mars and David Threlfall. I thought that was the one that, that capitalised on it, had an open-ended story... The, were, the the other two with the Glenisters and with Darren Boyd and and, and um, Angela Griffin were, were we almost struggled to fill that time in a way I I felt mm. so uh, um got a couple of questions here from Lisa Gilbert one she asks who would you like to see paired up for a celebrity race around the world race across the world hmm there was a rumour, because they had already sort of started casting this and then everything stopped. Mm. Can I say Richard and Judy? <laughs> I would absolutely love to see them do it because Judy just cannot be asked with anything and Richard made Lucy too over the top. So I'd love <laughs> to see I'd love to see them go. I, I think the it would be trying to get Judy on there. Yeah, and May then, be Richard and the the son-in-law, the rugby player who was on I'm a Celeb. Might be right. those two. Yeah, but that would be... I mean, just seeing Richard and Judy trying to converse yeah. with Indian or Spanish people or it would just... And, and running to the checkpoints and stuff. That's a what show. What about um, Nick Hewer and Margaret Mountford was one? <laughs> yes, that would be so... That would be so fun. Because Nick Hewitt did that, um, was it 80 Days Around the World? Yes, that he did. celebrity. He did. And I think I got the impression they really tried to get Margaret on that, and in the end it ended up being that Syra Khan. Mm-hmm. No, I, I would really enjoy there's, there's actually loads of people, but I was trying to think of... of people you haven't seen on other shows like this. Like, yeah, the problem as, is as I that... mentioned before with the Marigold Hotel, they... 
often manage to get a mixture, don't they, of like your Miriam Margulieses who haven't done shows like this before and your Duncan Bannatines or See, I would pe- really like another couple that sprung to mind when I saw yeah. the question. Jenny and Leaf and Gogglebox would be a lot of fun. Or a Gogglebox, Steph and Dom. Yeah, Steph and Dom would be fun. It's a very fun show, so it needs it needs likable, fun people on it. So you don't want any really... Louis Walsh and Sunita. No, you don't, that, that, I would not <laughs> watch that. I thought we were going to say Louis Spence and somebody else, and I was going to say no. Uh, Louis Theroux and, um, and um, Adam... Why? No, Louis Theroux and, and Joe. Is it Adam and Joe? Adam Louis Theroux and Adam, Adam Buxton would be fun on there as well. Or Adam and Joe getting back together. Adam and Joe reuniting. Absolutely, yes. That would be yeah. That would be a thing if they could get Joe Cornish on camera. He's not one who likes to be really on camera anymore because he's a director now, isn't he? And uh, I also thought I know this is a bit odd. Chris O'Dowd and Richard Ioadi would be fun together as well, just racing across the world because um, famously he did Travel Man and hated yeah. going abroad. So. For him to be racing across the world with Chris O'Dowd would just be fun. Well, so Chris O'Dowd did do a travel man, didn't he? Yeah, it's my favourite episode of Travel Man, actually, that one. So that mm. I hope we see... We are going to... They've commissioned a celebrity race across the world. It's It'll be, be all, like, Scarlet Moffat and people from TOWIE and... I, well, it's BBC One, so I've got my fingers mm. crossed that that won't be you the You did that... Those... The, the nearest thing to it was those pilgrimage series, wasn't it, they've done recently? They Who's been on? They had um, Neil Morrissey on that. They had. Oh, Martin Clunes and Neil Morrissey would be fun to go, yeah, reunite them in Behaving Badly to do Race Across the World. That'd be fun. Or oh, Neil Morrissey. Caroline Quentin might be up for it because she does a lot of those travel programs, doesn't she? Can They'll probably not... have Adrian, Ed- Adrian Edmondson will probably be on it. Can we not have um, Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer do it as well? Just to be safe. What about, can, what about, I've got one, what about Adrian Edmondson and Jennifer Saunders? I would watch the hell out of that. I've never seen them together on anything. and I, I saw that the documentary that Jennifer Saunders and Joanna Lumley did about champagne. It was one of those shows that I had no interest in champagne or alcohol, but they had such a good time and took the mick out of each other that it was so fun. So, yeah, husband and wife, Jennifer Saunders and Adrian Edmondson would be fun. But yeah, Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer just swapping fishing rods for uh, racing across the world. You are right, Bob? Yeah, I'm all right. You all right, Paul? Yeah, I'm all right. I think they might. I, I think they could get Vic, Vic and Bob on there because Vic does a lot of shows like that, doesn't he? That would he? be fun. Oh, it, there's so much potential <laughs> for it. So if they do end up filling it with ex-reality stars, I think they've missed the trick. Yeah, because um, yeah. I think you're right. Like BBC do... Yeah, and there was other celebrity. There was another celebrity thing they did on BBC Two, like a, like a race across the world in South America, and I can't remember what that was now. No. Um, and she also asks, um, alter- alternative endings for recent storylines on hit shows. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring this up because I didn't have any, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, no, I don't have any, to be honest. Should have killed them all off on that boat on EastEnders. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> Lauren Jones asked, what are your guilty pleasures? Um, Lauren she, Jones. She says hers is Footballers Wives. We did um, this many years ago on, on, on the podcast. And I feel like now I'm a massive TV snob and I don't really have any guilty pleasures. 
But if you'd have asked me a year, year, well, more than a year ago, sort of four or five years ago, Waterloo Road was a guilty pleasure. I knew for a long time that was a terrible show, but I just for some reason couldn't stop watching. Don't Tell the Bride is was also a bit of a guilty mm-hmm. pleasure. Uh, you know, Pooch Trip for me. Is Gogglebox a guilty pleasure? I don't. I don't know. I don't know what you would count a guilty pleasure because it's a well-made show that I, a load no, of I people. Su- no, I suppose what it is is it's a show you loved, but if someone came to stay with you for a week, you wouldn't watch it because you don't want them to think, "Oh, you watch this, do you?" What um, Babe Station? <laughs> yeah. So I suppose yeah. <laughs> I don't know doing? if that's still a thing. Two thousand and four called it once. It's yeah. referenced. But yeah, Waterloo Road. I mean, Footballers' Wives. Yeah, I watched Bernard and enjoyed it. Bernard the time. and the Motors. Yeah, uh, Footballers' Wives. I watched and enjoyed. At the time, despite knowing it was an awful show, um, I mean, Coach it? Trip for me back. I and I still watch it very occasionally because they still do the the celebrity version. Um, that I the intro again. That's another sort of low low level celebrity thing that still interests me. Uh, and it's all of those, isn't it? The sort of the cheap ones cheap, that they turn out. Made, yeah. But then, like, that's all my mum would watch. You know, that's all we watch. Like. I, I suppose you could class, um, I, I would say at the moment, because it's something I watch a lot when I go back to my mum's now, is um, Drivers, di- uh, I can't even say it, Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives. What the hell is that? The Guy oh. Fieri programme. Oh, oh, I met him once, I didn't know that's what it was called. Yeah, um, it's Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives, and it's him going around all, all like these establishments in america and eating the food and try and making the food i mean and it's I, all loads, yeah. and it's just that is it like all like just watching americans eat loads of food really is that yeah, program yeah, but it's, like america, it's, it's, it's hypnotic there are ones like we've seen far too many shows on overweight people in america have plastic surgery well, or, and and eating cake yes no another <laughs> one i'll tell you another one that's cake just brought boss. to mind not cake boss um, Dance. Extreme couponing Extreme was back coupon. in the day. I adore that show, <laughs> and I will still. If I'm flicking and TLC have a repeat on, I still want to know how much money they've they've saved. That will <laughs> be something that will be coming back soon. Coupon. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. <laughs> now I've no one's seen, got any money. I've seen at least four episodes of Dr. Pimple Popper, which is just as... Um, as you imagine. And what's that one? Sixty days to wed. Yeah, or sixty yeah. day fiance or something. Sixty yeah. day fiance. There is actually to uh, to get you to watch Never Have I Ever. There is a sixty day fiance joke in in, in one of the last episodes. But I do feel like, particularly now, I just I don't feel like I have time for a guilty pleasure. I'm no. too, mu- too much of a. It's as I say, it's something that will be on. Like, my mum loves Come Dine With Me, Place in the Sun. I never got those. I mean, I used to watch Come Dine With Me. I think think part of the 
joy of Comdine was Dave Lamb's narration of that. Yeah. And then they did a series where he was actually there. They did like a primetime version of it. Where he was at, it's like a weird, yeah, like really weird. Uh, but th- that's part, you know, she loves that. And Don't Tell the Bride as well is something she loves. So that all those shows. I suppose uh, back in the day, like, I suppose Wife Swap was a bit of a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. I, I never missed a Wife Swap. I never missed Did a Big Ramsey's Brother Kitchen become nightmare. a guilty pleasure in the, in the later years? Yes, it did. Yes, it very much did. Well, there you go, Lauren. You've got us discussing what a guilty pleasure is now. I think they're less less of a thing than they used to be, I think, with the variety of... When there was, say, five channels, and yeah. it was like, what are you doing watching this? Yeah, and I just... I, yeah, and I just think now that we... If something doesn't grab you, I mean, there's, there's, you're less likely to stumble across... I suppose... Guilty pleasure. I suppose my, like, one more recently would be something like all together now i watched all of that all oh, right <laughs> the uh rob beckett I don't, I don't jerry halliwell singing competition i don't have any of them i suppose i still watch britain's got talent but that's but again so i i think it's the slightly more derided ones like the voice i still watch but i, I wouldn't say that's a guilty pleasure oh, i would say all together now might be and what was the what was the choir one from a couple of years ago? Because I watched that all the way through. <laughs> Isn't that best choir or something like that? Or choir no, one? the one with Gareth Malone and Khalees. That wasn't called All Together. They're All Together Now. No, Pitch Battle. No, no, pitch I just said All Together Now or that one, but I couldn't yeah. remember what it was called, Pitch Battle, that's it. And I used to um, watch Cube and stuff like that, which I probably wouldn't watch now if that Did were you on. watch Hole in the Wall? No, I didn't. Hole no. on the Wall. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, en- entertainment talk is the only one, and this is very broad. Worst TV show you've ever seen? I mean, I was trying to think because usually he, can... he he did ask best and worst. Yeah, but I and I think if you want best, best so go back to our Desert Island Dramas yeah. uh, episode. All the uh, and they're all on our YouTube channel as well, so you can watch them in individual. And I think we might be talking about. Maybe doing desert island comedies or contagion comedies. Contagion comedies. (laughs) It's weird. Uh, It's actually weird in this world we're living in that I, I really struggle to watch comedy. I can't seem to turn. Why we haven't been back to freaks and geeks? I guess it is kind of yeah. I need people in a hospital. You know. See, that's what I think stressed me out. Was the, was the hospital? I'm after low stakes. I think it's it's maybe not the hospital as much well, as the, what the if stress. So, a real muggle gets run over by a tuk tuk. Well, I don't know that Paul, Paul Chuckles' driving lesson was quite hairy. I know. <laughs> uh, um, seen? I suppose it's not worst in terms of of the worst things ever because I think the worst the worst ideas are always. You know, Snoop Dogg's like we talked about, or n- Naked Attraction. I think or... it's... But the um... things that offend me are really, really badly written, really badly put together dramas. Because you think there's so many people involved in that. How can this go so wrong? So something like Vanderwalk that was just on ITV was just horrifically bad for no... Well, I know we always go back to... I think the, the key one that we always go back to is uh, The Interceptor. And um, oh, what was it now? The 
Outcasts. Or is that the one with Hermione Norris in space? Dan- and Daniel May is in space. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. Those are the when I think of bad shows, I don't think of BBC One's attempts. All the at, like, comedies like Warren, Warren and I suppose the right way. Suntrap. I mean, Suntrap the right way. All of those. Those bad show to me are those that offend you, where like good talent is involved, and mm. perhaps good talent both in front of and behind the scenes, and so many people involved, and it's still awful. And, and the fact that they have to then promote it, you know, yeah. like oh, this is the best. Thing. What attracted you to that? Well, it's just something different, isn't it? it? You never see do. it. <laughs> it's like Bradley on... Walsh. What attracted you to the uh, overseas filming of uh, of Suntrap? <laughs> Father Figure on um, on BBC oh, yeah. One. That was the awful Irish sitcom that they tried to. That had half of the cast of um, Luther in it. Yeah, that's true. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what what people want you to say is like don't scare the hare or the getaway car on BBC or that. I mean, what was, was the thing the Emma Willis one which was on around the same time as the getaway car? Prize to part. Prize to part. They want you to say that or or catch point or naked attraction or you know catch um, point. That's the thing where people throw a ball. No, I mean, naked. No, I've never seen this. Yeah. Uh, I think Naked Attraction is just a dull program, really. Yeah, rather, they, it's the fact they try and. And, and I, lo- I love Jay Hunt's um, rationale behind it, uh, um, Edinburgh, where it was to um, give a realistic expectation of what a female naked body looked like to young teenage boys who've grown up on porn and embarrassing bodies and all those sort of things. But but I would say that. When, in the time we've been recording the podcast, in the six, seven years we've been doing it, for me... That would be six, seven, nine, nine years almost. Christ. Eight and a half years. Mind you, half of that has been in lockdown. But, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the worst ones are the ones where they're not, they're not terrible, but it's just that somebody's written that, commissioned that, and worked on that for half a year, and the result is just... It's, I'm not upset, I'm just disappointed. Yes. Like I would say, the third series of Broadchurch, where we're supposed to guess who raped mm. Julie Hesmental, mm. is a worse or show than the second the... series of Liar. Yeah. Or something like um, Relic as well, which yeah. is like it's the Williams brothers after the missing. This is the you know the BBC things since the missing and oh, and it's this high concepts going back back in I time. I would say in recent memory, The Stranger and The Widow. Are two of the worst shows the 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 British um, drama departments have ever come up with. They're just bland and and dull. Is the Stranger the Netflix thing? No, not the sorry, not the Stranger. What was the one with? Sorry, it was called White Dragon, and then they changed it to something. Strangers. Else. Strangers with John Sim. The Stranger with Jennifer sorry, Saunders yeah. and her dogs. No, I know a lot of people like that. Strangers. The and, widow, yeah, and got the widow, the widow with the uh, Andre, the, the black blind Andre. We've ever had to sit through for the sake of reviewing them, yeah. The podcast. So when people might think of guilty pleasures or just terrible ideas for shows, that's not what I thought of. It was more the worst shows we've had to sit through for the mm. sake of the podcast, and the widow and and uh, strangers with John Cena. Well, yeah, one thing that uh, things Gary turned off after fifteen minutes. 
Yeah, although most of the things... And I, I would add collateral to the list of that. I mean, I just found that completely... That was baffling, that was. And, and there was so much... And, and, and you talk about waste of talent. So much talent. Kerry Mulligan, Billy Piper, John Sim again, Nicola Walker. So many... And there was a, there was like faces. was it twenty summer 2018 where ITV came in with all those like the like the lock and and fearless and yeah just just really not any drama that's on bland. over the summer is normally yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there won't yeah. be any this year so yeah. that's alright yeah <laughs> mind you to be fair there wasn't going to be there was going to be a load of sport and stuff anyway yeah. this summer wasn't there. Thank you so much for submitting your questions. Yeah, thanks, it, guys. It has given Matt and I a reason to get dressed. Uh, at least our top you can half. See, you can see it. We, we've lo- I've, I've lost anyone that was viewing. It's just you now, I think. Sorry. It's just no, one. It's not not even it. Gary's watching anymore. No, it's not even me now. So somebody. Well, it must be Gary. It might be Gary. Gary, yeah. is it still you? He said he's still listening. It'd be creepy if, it, if, somebody, if somebody said no. Well, there was five me. people at one point. Morbid curiosity for the wallpaper. <laughs> what does Matt look like? Oh, that's what he looks like. God. Got done. <laughs> um, <laughs> cross off. It's like Tinder, but the other, the, the complete opposite. All right then. Um, thank you very much for submitting your questions. Um, always do them, and we'll always try and answer them, whether it be on yeah. Twitter or. In I the mean, podcast. I suppose the question would be, what would you like us to talk as TV is winding down? You know, we've got some ideas, haven't we? So, what would you like to see us talk yeah. about? And when he says see us, he's not going to be on YouTube every week. <laughs> well, would you like to see me back on YouTube? It's a bit, I suppose, it's one one side of a conversation. Yeah, is it's a bit slightly out of sync. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably why people have stopped watching. Yeah. I hope the people who were watching are listening. That'd be weird. Okay. We will keep this podcast up. Normally, I'd take them down after a while, but I think we've answered. I think we've been the most coherent we've ever been for mm. quite a few months now. Thanks, Gary, for podcast. joining us as well. Thanks, Gary, for joining us. Um, if you have any shows that you think we've missed, a bit like Unorthodox that we've not mm. covered, um, that you think we should, uh, then let us know and we might find a spot for it. But I think we've answered everybody's questions there. I think so, yeah. And um, I think it was somewhat coherent. Thanks yeah. for listening. Review us online at all your podcast apps. Just let us people know we're about and we're around and this is what we do with our Sunday afternoon. This is how we do it. <laughs> Sorry. Contemporary. Um, <laughs> um, email custard TV, uh, pod, no, custard TV reviews, sorry, at gmail.com. Custard TV pod on Twitter, Luke Custard TV on Twitter. And Matt's TV Bites on there as well. We'll be back soon with more TV to discuss. Thank you. Stay safe. And I'll Stay take indoors. My, I'll take my <laughs> mask off now. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.